Welcome to Doctor Who on the Rocks, a podcast where we drink whiskey, discuss the longest running show in science fiction, and arbitrarily assign points to find out who really is the best doctor. I'm Diana, and I've seen it all. And I'm Jen. I've seen nothing. This week's story is still an unearthly child, a continuation of last week. Uh, but first, it's the whiskey of the week. But um, <laughs> okay. So this week's whiskey is from Shire Distilling, and. On the bottle, it technically says Brookshire, mm-hmm. Texas, Brookshire. I don't know. Texas cities I pronounce guess things Brookshire. weird. Brookshire. Yeah. In LA, it'd be Brookshire. In England, it'd be Brookshire. Mm-hmm. But Texas pronounced things weird. Brookshire. So maybe it's Brookshire. I'll have to look it up. It's not very far away from us. It okay. would probably be a. Just go drive out there and be 20, like, hey, how do, how do you say this name? Yeah, we'll just go there. That's <laughs> fine. It's just on the other side of Katie, basically. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it is a family-owned distillery. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, it was established in 2017, so it's also really young. Okay, okay. Uh, especially when you look at some of the older whiskeys mm-hmm. that have been around for 200 years. Sure. Um, this one's a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked it off the shelf because I followed them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. What up, Shire Distilling? Mm-hmm. Um, but also because it's got a really pretty horse on the, on the bottle. And Very also, nice. anything that's called the Shire makes me think of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And I'm a big Lord of the Rings nerd. It's my fave. Spoiler alert. It's not, it's not much of a spoiler. <laughs> I have Sting. I've got Legolas's knives. Like, yeah, I got the books. I got the movies. I got the Lego Lord You're of the Rings game. Nerdum right good. now. Good. It, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Just in case anyone's curious, Lord of the Rings was my gateway mm-hmm. into science fiction fantasy. Um, we different podcast. <laughs> don't even get don't even get me started. I mean, I guess I got me started, but that's fine. So that's why I really gravitated towards this bottle because the Shire Lord of the Rings uh, can't separate them in my brain. So. Nice. Horse. I was going to call it a pony, but it's definitely not a pony. No, it's a big old horse. It's a big old horse. Yeah, if you've ever seen one of these horses, uh, IRL, they're, they they would dwarf you. And I'm already small. Yeah. Yeah, that's why they would, yeah. (laughs) It's because they're real big. They're real big. These are like um, the horses that pull the the Budweiser horses. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. With like the... The furry, the furry hooves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can even see the furry hooves in the... Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you can see. He just looks like a beast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that being the criticism of the bottle, um, <laughs> we've gone ahead and poured us nice some whiskeys. Um, this is the Shire Oak. So okay. they've been aged in oak barrels. Um, it's going to be 75% corn, as a bourbon okay. should be. Um, it's also going to be 21% rye. And a little bit of barley. All right. Let's so have a little sip. Chin chin. Cheers. 
Okay. You know, first thought, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I definitely, I think it would be interesting to see what it's like with the ice in it to see how it opens up the flavor. But I mean, it, this also is a liquor that I could sip. Absolutely. Especially considering that I think it was like 25 bucks. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely sippable. There is a, um, well, somebody can call me out on this if this is not true. It feels like a caramel kind of a flavor hmm. in the back of my mouth. <laughs> you know, I'm not even going to attempt to put a flavor onto this because, you know. I mean, I like it. I think I'm going to struggle with a lot of the Texas whiskeys because I'm such a peat head. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what I truly, truly love. And so I don't, it's not like I dislike it. It's just that when I have bottles of peat sitting on top of my fridge, that's what I'm going to grab. I'm going to grab those first. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But it's good. I would buy it again. Yeah. If, if we were having like a whiskey night, like I would bring this bottle over. Oh, for sure. I mean, every night's a whiskey night. Am I right? Every, every night. I mean, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. So if you're going to give it a score. <sighs> okay, sippability. I would say it's not as sippable as the Sassanac. Mm-hmm. But it's not not sippable, if that makes sense. No, sure. Fair. Double negatives. So it is sippable, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would say... Ooh, it's giving me a nice little burn. Yeah, I would say... Like, down in my Yeah, I feel like kind of in the back of my throat a little bit. I I would give it a solid... Nine for sippability and just it's not offensive as someone who does not drink a lot of whiskey is just getting into sipping as I've said before and I'm just getting into sipping liquor just liquor not liquor liquor yeah no mixing right and Years out of college, so come on, Jen. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I would, I could definitely see myself sipping on some of this, you know, with the fireplace on, with my dog. Yeah. Chilling. Yeah, so I would say just a solid nine in terms of just, yeah, nine. All right, so a nine, I... I'm going to have to, my gut instinct says an eight for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, this is definitely one where, especially considering it's a local distillery, it's a family-owned business, um, and it's really, it is pretty good. I, it's one that I would definitely, definitely buy again, because it is really good. Yeah. I originally was thinking 8.5, then I was like, no, I'm just going to bet up to a nine. You want to keep it at a nine? I mean, this last sip that I took, I don't know, it's just because if it's because you rated it an eight or it's because now I've had a couple sips yeah. and I'm just like, oh. I really like the burn it's given my belly. Mm-hmm. It definitely warms you up a little bit. 
Yeah. But I feel like it'll be interesting. Well, yeah, I was about to say, I think it'll be interesting um, to see how we feel about some of these whiskeys as it turns into summer here. Oh, yeah. When, you know, when the back door opens right now. Devil's ass. Yeah. Right now, when you open the back door, it's cold. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Um, But there will come a point where we're blasting the AC because. It, it's, it's literally it's horrific. Like opening the door to an oven. Well, I mean, legitimately, when I lived in the actual jungle, there was no difference hmm. to living here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you gave it a, a nine? I'll give it an 8.79. <laughs> I love that we're just going with these really intense hundreds places. You know? No point yet. Just... Just, just go there. Just a little bit. All right, so I'm giving it a solid eight. Because it's, okay. it's nice. But... But I would grab, right now, considering that I have the other two still on top of my fridge, if I was going for uh, a dram in the evening time, I might go for one of my others. Yeah. But I'll still buy this one again. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Fair. Okay. Okay, so as we move into the body of the episode, um, I'm going to actually use just before we enter the discussion to kind of talk about any world events that have happened to kind of give context to what the viewer, original viewers of Doctor Who would have been thinking about having experienced while they're watching their Saturday night entertainment. So as these three episodes that we watched tonight uh, premiered, you were looking at things like C.S. Lewis, the author of the Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, he died, which would have been heartbreaking. Um, I would have been sad because mm-hmm. the Nar- Narnia, I said Tolkien was really my gateway. Narnia really was. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. JFK was shot, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then interestingly enough, we also have Kenya and Zanzibar gaining their independence from mm. the British Empire. And so we're starting to really deal with the empire breaking apart. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. Awesome. <laughs> uh, now, one of the pop culture things that happens to really put this time period into perspective mm-hmm. is I want to hold your hand by the Beatles went number one. Holy shit. So that's what time period we're talking about. Okay. The Beatles have never been to America yet. Cool. They will with our next story. Okay. That's kind of where we're looking at. Beatlemania is about to hit, mm. which mm. just is crazy to me that Doctor Who is older technically than, than the, Beatles. the Beatles in America. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So j- just give it a little context. Mm-hmm. Now, we already talked about the first episode. Mm-hmm. These next three are technically all a part of the same story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just thought that the first episode kind of stands alone. You know, it's a totally different environment. It's a different story almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so the collective as a whole doesn't actually have a name. Uh, some people call it story A. A lot of people just call it an unearthly child. But technically, that's what episode one is called. Okay. Um it's like episode is two is the cave of skulls, three is the forest of fear, and what four is the fire starter, mm-hmm. fire maker. Mm-hmm. 
later on we'll have collective story names um, but we just don't at the moment um, but this was written by Anthony Coburn and directed by Waris Hussein um, who's actually from British India hmm. um, and had come and moved to uh, England as a child and this is Doctor, the Doctor, Susan, Ian, and Barbara's first main adventure. When we left Doctor Who and the gang, everyone has gone a little bit crazy in the control room. There is a kerfuffle. There is a little bit of shouty-shouty, a little bit of falling over each other. Um, Barb's and Ian pass out. Um, Ian's on the floor. Barbara is beautifully laid out in a random chair. <laughs> it looks like something that came out of Tudor England just sitting in the middle of the spaceship. But whatever. It's fine. Because um, she's a lady. She is a lady. She's not on a skirt. <laughs> she can't be on the floor. Um, and the TARDIS appears on a landscape. And we have this shadow looming over the frame. And then it cuts. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> um, so then we get episode two, the cave skulls mm-hmm. and we immediately have a frame full of d- dirty white people <laughs> and they never seem to get clean for the, ent- they are so concerned with fire this entire episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just want water. Yeah. Like wash. I, just, <laughs> I, need, I need them to wash their hair so bad. Just get some of that smudge off their faces. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, so what were your first impressions? Uh, first, that it was real slow. Lots of dialogue. And it took me a little bit of time to get used to the accent at some parts because I feel like they were trying to have a prehistoric accent, whatever that would sound like, but they're still British. <laughs> <laughs> so it was at times I was like, okay, what what is going on? And you know, since it moved pretty slow, the 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 movements of the actors and the different placements didn't help that much, especially with like front center focus on dirty faces. Right. <sighs> Such dirty. <laughs> um, and then my next my next thing that I just kept thinking about when they were finally in the cave of skulls was like, y'all, your hands are tied in front of you. Yes. <laughs> like y'all could fit. I mean, this probably is like leather bound or bound with some sort of animal hide, right? Animal skin, something. No, I had a huge... I had- a huge problem with this because especially because they're wearing these animal skins right Mm -hmm. they've got let's be real poorly constructed clothing very badly i mean you can really tell that look whatever the fur is that they had is super shitty yeah and i don't i don't exactly i'm not a hundred percent um on top of exactly what the british understanding was of neolithic people (laughs) um at the time period um but i I am pretty sure we all knew that they like wore clothes they were able to manipulate skin and use (laughs) sinew to sew clothes together (laughs) 
And they like literally were wearing skin ponchos. <laughs> like there was no processing. Was there really was bad. no leather. There was no nothing. That was real bad. And then all of a sudden they have rope that works so well they can tie these people up. Yeah. I, he, <laughs> I No one can find a rock in this cave that has like bones and shit all yeah, around. Yeah. You can't find something sharp enough. Yeah. Well, they were also like not trying very hard. They oh, were no. like pulling the whole thong instead of like, I don't know, like trying to untie a knot. That was the most probably one of the most frustrating things for me. Absolutely. Like, and I really, I, I love the moments where you watch an episode and you go, well, this is plot driven. Yeah. This is, they can't untie those because plot. Right. Exactly. And I think we're probably going to end up getting a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm not really mad at it because I think it's funny. I love watching people be stupid. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It's like, um, it's like in in college I went, I was a part of uh, the bad movie club Mm -hmm. where we would watch bad movies. Mm -hmm. And I think that some parts of Dr. Who we could have watched in bad movie club. Um, Mm -hmm. because it's stupid. Um, you know what? I'm going to horrify you and say that I don't think this one even would make it in. There will be others. There will be others. That, that scene though would absolutely. It's painful to watch. It is painful. Um, now one of my favorite parts about the first episode is, uh, Ian looks over at the doctor and goes, um, excuse me, Dr. Foreman. (laughs) And the doctor looks off camera and goes, Doctor Who? (laughs) What is he talking about? And so it's going to be our first utterance of Doctor Who, which I think is great. It's Mm -hmm. a running joke that you can't escape, Mm -hmm. given the title of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, But also shows us that his name is not Dr. Foreman. Mm -hmm. So Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. Who is this person? Who is he? Um, And it's also where we learn that usually the TARDIS changes shape. Mm-hmm. Because Susan is all like, oh gosh, why didn't the TARDIS change? It usually changes. It's been uh, an ionic plinth. It's been an armchair. I'd love to watch the and doctor. And yeah, <laughs> how do you get into the armchair? <laughs> do you have to like go in the crack of the like where the seat cushion and the yeah. back meet? I don't know. They didn't have lazy boys back then. So like what kind of, I want to, I need, we need to look up pictures of what an 1963 British armchair, because I feel like it would be very stiff and not comfortable. Yeah. Now, one of the things I also thought was interesting was that in the first episode, especially Ian seems to have a hard time adjusting to what's going on. Mm -hmm. And for the first episode only, Barbara is like, yeah, whatevs. Yeah. Everything's chill. It's fine. Oh god. I don't know where we are. The fucking screaming. Like I said, for the only time. (laughs) (laughs) The only time. Barbara's like, whatevs, it's fine. And then everything like changes and the women scream for the rest of the episode. For the rest of the story. Yeah. It it was like they gave all of the men dialogue and the women were told to if they did have dialogue, scream it. Mm -hmm. There was no calm acting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there was very no hysterical very hysterical and i honestly was really disappointed with it because susan and barbara both presented in the first episode as being capable mm-hmm. you know um 
if if Susan's traveling in time, this can't like did they like go from wherever they're from, end up in London and this is their first adventure? Yeah, no. Probably not. But you know, because they have vaginas. Yeah, and I think this is definitely an example of the writers and not being able to I mean, shock and awe. Mm-hmm. can't write strong women mm-hmm. it, it's mm-hmm. difficult for writers to write strong women today mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um especially dudes yeah so no surprise that they had trouble writing them um but the whole point of the episode really is that they get separated from the tardis because some cave people think they can make fire out of their hands <laughs> cute super cute (sighs) (laughs) and it's another like (laughs) it's one of those interesting points about this show especially this one this early stuff is because this was still when it was like highly educational theoretically Mm -hmm. this was supposed to be an educational show and it's supposed to be set one of the episodes like the concept was that it was set in like a hundred thousand bc false like not uh, too many idiosyncrasies Mm -hmm. for it to be a hundred thousand bc first and foremost this language structure is horrific Mm -hmm. nobody talks like that nobody ever in the history of ever um i also didn't like the fact they could communicate quite well with each other and Mm -hmm. understand and when our our gang started talking Mm -hmm. in like almost the same yeah. vocabulary they were mm-hmm. like what what are they saying what are they, i don't they understand oh, God. yeah it's like you don't have the word friend mm-hmm. you know the word friend none of y'all like each other you're always trying to get... <sighs> whatever it's fine <laughs> it's fine um now i also think it's great because the doctor lost his matches and so if the doctor just could keep his hands on his shit the story would have been over in the first episode yeah um in putting a little fun fact here, um, mm-hmm. lighters were actually invented about 70 years before matches were. Interesting. So the doctor really should just have a lighter on him but instead no, of matches. Because... Why, would you keep, why would you keep matches? Who, who has matches instead of a lighter? I don't know. Well, some people, yeah. They want to be purists. Okay, well, well they're not purists because <laughs> lighters came first. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I don't want to put the gas in my body because I like the match. Well, I mean, do they not know what's on the match head? It's mm-hmm. it's it highly come whatever. It's fine. It's fine. 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 Assholes. <laughs> not you. If you were a match, per- no, you are. Don't. <laughs> Get over yourself. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, so doctor gets kidnapped. Susan begins her freakout, screaming. Don't One know what she of says. Many. One of many. Just <laughs> hyperventilating. And they, they, she does, she does that like dramatic thing that women in the older movies do, where they just throw themselves everywhere and it's yeah. like, oh, oh my god, yeah. I, I, that that was the other part that really annoyed me was yeah. just the throwing of yourself, like just not, uh, yeah, so totally lost like control of her faculties. Yeah, I mean, I get, I guess, I mean, I get it because like your grandpa is like, nah, gone. Nah. No, no. She but had not to like sh- that, though. Yeah, she had to have shown up to the junkyard before and been like, where the fuck is grandpa? 
Yeah, but also, I I don't know. Maybe I, I guess just the the fact that the, his stuff was like laid out there, and it was obvious that maybe someone took him. I can I can feel the shock of that, but it was just a lot. Yeah, it was a, too much shock. Yeah, you know, like your reaction is over overkill. over the top, overkill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So moving into the uh, end of the episode. They all, st- all the cavemen are mm-hmm. real pissed at the doctor that he can't make the fire out of his fingers. Mm-hmm. And they throw him into the cave of skulls mm-hmm. when everybody shows up and attacks them all. Susan jumps on someone's back <laughs> like a little spider monkey. Oh my gosh. Um, I thought that part was funny. I enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed why because you know she's still screaming. So like the yeah. at least what she did was blew out someone's eardrums. <laughs> Poor actor. Um, <sighs> and so they end up in the cave of skulls, which is literally a cave full of skulls. skeletons and skulls. Mm-hmm. And they are not freaking out that they are surrounded by a whole bunch of human remains. Even when they point out the fact that they all have the same injury on the skull. Yeah. Yeah. But like very calmly pointing out, they're going to crack our skulls in. Every other point in this episode so far, there are definitely parts where I would have been distraught. Mm-hmm. I would have been concerned. I would have been worried. Maybe I would have cried a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, if I thought like my grandfather had been like, killed but probably not because he's not there's no blood whatever Mm -hmm. the second you throw me in a cave full of a whole that that many dead people Mm -hmm. that many skeletons and like clearly killed by the people that are guarding the door Mm -hmm. i'm gonna become a little bit more Mm verklempt especially since you put a huge fucking stone yeah where i can't where you can't well i guess no one could really move it by themselves not really not until Dirty Man Leader got real upset later in the sh- uh, story. <laughs> God. Um, so really, we just see them being upset. Old lady comes in and frees them. Mm-hmm. They escape. Mm-hmm. They run through the forest. There's lots of screaming. Mm, so much screaming. So much screaming. I think <laughs> that's my biggest problem with this whole episode is that it's the language is difficult to follow. Mm-hmm. And when they're not talking, they're screaming. Someone's screaming. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I found a warthog that probably hasn't been dead for that long, but I'm going to scream <laughs> like like Jason Voorhees is coming after me. Like <laughs> it's a dead pig. Yeah, I'm. If you saw the thing that killed it, that's worth screaming about. Mm-hmm. But like, it's a dead pig. It probably doesn't even smell that bad yet. <laughs> You know, like whatever. It it's fine. I love how the pig was also just like staring up, like yeah, yeah. It was okay. very much like give this pig dead eyes. What do yeah. dead eyes look like? Staring up at the sky. Yeah, well, the whole pig looked like plastic anyway. Oh yeah, it was. Like, it was it they was were real like, bad. let's take take a plastic pig, glue a couple of hairs to it, paint it yeah, brown. It's real bad. Yeah, I love. I love. <laughs> I'm here for the special effects of the '60s. So bad, so cheap. You know, these episodes were made, being made on the cheap. And the, we can tell. 
Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And now, it shows. It was like I even commented to you while we were watching it that they're talking about how cold it is while the sweat is just like <laughs> dripping off of their bodies. Because those tacky ass furs. Well, and because the BBC gave them the cheapest studio hmm. because they were like, eh, this thing is going to last a couple of months. We don't want to spend a whole bunch of money on them. Mm-hmm. So they gave them this studio that had no air conditioning. Mm-hmm. It, the heating was awful. So like... In the best case scenario, they're all sweating buckets. Mm. And now you got some of them in fur and you got them running around and it's just horrific. And so they're supposed to be there freezing their asses off, but not being able to pop. sweaty. Because it was also a cheap enough production that they could only do maybe two takes. So it's not even like, oh, we realized you were sweating too much. Let's like wipe you down, powder you off and do it again. There's no time. There's no budget. Um, So as we're watching this, keep that in mind that most of these are done in one take. Okay. Get it and go. That's all you got. Um, This is where we're going to start seeing Ian and the doctor start fighting over who is leader because Mm -hmm. they are two men. And of course... Mm-hmm. we can't have you know the guy who owns the ship be the guy in charge we have to mm-hmm. have the young virile young man huge pissing contest oh ensues. huge pissing contest um and i'm not mad about i'm not super mad about it because if i were there even though i'm not a dude um i would probably be doing the same thing ian is which is like hey man i didn't want to be taken away from london you don't seem to like be super active in this situation. You mm-hmm. keep saying, let's just hang out. Let's not do anything. And like, I want to like, I want to get, get I wanna, the fuck out. I'm trying to go home, asshole. <laughs> um, I came for a wellness check. <laughs> I was just trying to make sure that Susan was okay. <laughs> I didn't want her to be living in a junkyard. Um, so I get where Ian's coming from, but I also kind of get where the doctor's coming from, where he's like, I didn't ask for you to come check on my granddaughter. She Mm -hmm. was fine before you showed up. Mm -hmm. And now we're being chased through a jungle. Um, Oh, so then we have the big imaginary predator that we never see on camera. Mm -hmm. Attack. Zar. The dirty white leader. Zar. Zar. Zah. Zah. Zah is the one that ends up being leader. Mm -hmm. Cal is the one that gets killed. Mm -hmm. And then we have her... Which I thought was the dumbest. It took me so long to realize that was her name mm-hmm. and not a weird caveman pronoun choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was her name. Mm-hmm. Her was her name. Her was her name. Um, and Barbara's like, they were killing us like four seconds ago, but now we must go save them. Right. Which I'm like, you dumb, dumb. bitch. Dumb. Get out of there while you can. Guys, if you were being chased and the man who was chasing you suddenly goes down, do not turn around and save him. Fuck that. Leave. Or finish killing him and then leave. Or that. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if you're in 100,000 BC and there's no one who's going to try and throw your ass in jail. Just don't. I already have a creepy predator that I have never seen to worry about. I'm not going to. Yeah, no. That's fucking dumb. That's a dumb bitch move. Yeah, well, everyone also thinks so, but Barbara's like, he's, no. a, he's a human. I have to help him. And Which Ian, in any other scene be like, cool, humanity. But, in uh, any other scene that they had not been like trying to kill you. Yeah. 
Exactly. Because, like, I don't care if you're human. If you're trying to kill me, yeah, we're done, Zos. Fuck that. End of contract. Yeah, no, no, we're done. That's it. So Ian has to f- go chase Barbara because, of course, gender roles. Mm-hmm. And Susan is like Toodle's grandpa. I'm going with the other people. Mm-hmm. And the doctor's like, well, fuck. Now I have to go. Why can't, why can't y'all just fucking stay where you were? Like, what's the point of this? So they go help him. He's got some little scritches on his chest that look like they were painted on. Yeah. Um, also, they, the fact that he just like was so hurt he couldn't walk, and then like two scenes later, he's like, <laughs> he's like plotting right to kill people, yeah. just like uh, running around yeah. throwing rocks. Um, well, speaking of throwing rocks, the doctor tries to brain him. Mm-hmm. With a rock. And Ian's like, hey, old man, maybe don't do that. What were you trying to do? (sighs) And the doctor's like, oh, I just wanted wanted him to write directions to the cave with this giant rock. (laughs) And I support the doctor's lies. (laughs) Yeah. Blatant, obvious lies. I'm here for it. Um, I like chaotic doctor. Just do whatever you want, doctor. It's It's fine. It's fine. What, what's Ian going to do? Okay. The end of the second part, um, we start getting into the morality play of it all. Mm-hmm. Where they drive out bad guy. Mm-hmm. And Ian walks up to our leader and goes, remember, Cal's not stronger than the whole tribe. Because if we're going to do anything, we're going to teach them. Mob mentality. (laughs) (laughs) And what stupid mob mentality it was. The doctor's like, throw the rocks. Kill them, Uh, drive them out. That was probably the most luckluster mob ever. uh, Like, I kind of wish the assault on the Capitol was like uh, that. Much less scary. It was like like, um, slow-moving zombies. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. uh, Yeah. Just Nothing. like luckluster, not real scary, just, yeah. Yeah, just, especially in which was nuts because like in the last scene, her was talking about like kindness, what is this? They didn't want to kill us. And then in the next scene, They're trying they to can't kill even, they can't even throw some rocks. <laughs> Four-year-olds know how to throw rocks. Yeah. Viciously. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Hopefully, we're just going to see better violence in the future. I mean, <laughs> maybe. Um, so they get a family show. <laughs> well, you know, that doesn't mean we can't have some good fights. Uh, speaking of good fights, honestly, though, they mm-hmm. go get chucked into the cave again. They mm-hmm. make some fire. Mm-hmm. Things happen. Mm-hmm. Shenanigans ensue. Mm-hmm. We find out that uh, both of our dirty white men leaders come into the cave to try and be the guy with the fire. And then they have a fight. Oh, Jesus. Which was just one of the stranger pieces of fight choreography. Yeah. Specifically because they kept cutting to the faces from these men with their little... I guess they had to have been like little leather undies on. (laughs) Seeing some good butt cheek action. Yeah. And then you would have these underlit, like if you held the flashlight under your face. Very Hitchcock-esque. Very, or like Hitchcock meets like, are you afraid of the dark? 
Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. doctor and Susan and everyone, Ian and Barbara being like, <gasps> and these contorted faces with like really strong underlighting. Yeah. Look away. It's too violent. Yeah. It made it very trippy. Mm-hmm. Very psychedelic in, in a way that I don't know if they like necessarily intended. Yeah. I feel like that'd be a bad trip though. To be in, in the middle cave of cavemen. Yeah. With a full of skulls. Yeah. With uh, two cavemen who are trying to kill each other over fire. fire. Yeah. Also, like, why didn't they just grab a stick and burn the fuckers? You're wearing fur. Well, this is the same group of people. I could see that maybe the doctor was thinking about it. But That's this what is I'm saying. Barbara, you know, <laughs> Miss Barbara, I, we need to, like, make sure that the human uh, is alive by the end of this. Uh, 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 yeah. The thing that I thought was really interesting about the whole story was there seemed to be this weird, like, had they never seen the light of day? There were some moments where they were like, the orb, the sun, mm-hmm. is gone. And then there were other like parts. Like winter. <laughs> or like winter nighttime. Coming, yeah. You know? And then there were times, at the end, they were like, I remember what happens when the meat touches the fire. And I'm like, if you remember what happened, you're not that old, dude. None of y'all are that old. Also. You, you would have a word for cooking, yeah. number one. Also, you never had fire. Oh, actually, no, they, they did. Lost because the, it. Yeah, they lost it. Yeah, the so fire. they lost it at some... But, like, how long has it been lost? If it's so important, like, they'd be at least emaciated. That but is probably just... Dead. That is a failure of the ancestors in that part. Like, sure. y'all didn't do a good job teaching the young. You taught them how to be stupid and make really tacky clothes, but you did not teach them how to keep doing the one thing that is going to keep you alive. But I think that's probably what Ian was trying to get at when they were like, um, the fire maker is the least important part person because everybody knows how to make fire mm-hmm. in our tribe, mm-hmm. which I would beg to differ. I would like to watch Barbara try and make fire. <laughs> I don't think Barbara knows how to make fire. I mean... I doubt Susan knows how to make fire. Uh, Susan, yeah. I, I Yeah. Susan should learn Barbara, how to make no. Fire. no. Barbara... No. She knows how to do her hair with that, like, 60s poof. Oh, man. They were going for a Jackie O look there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I love how, like, when she's disheveled, it's literally, like, one stray of hair is, yeah. like, out of yeah. place. Absolutely. Which I guess it would be fair because with the amount of hairspray you've had to use to have that your hair be a perfect dome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we get this big fight and then they still don't let Susan, they still don't let the gang out. Mm-hmm. They still have him trapped in there mm-hmm. because plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Susan starts playing around with a torch mm-hmm. and a skull. And she puts the skull on the torch. Granted, this is the same young woman that was screaming over shadows. Mm-hmm. But let me just play with the dead man's head. Right. Um, so we've got this like ghost writer moment. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh my God, look how funny I am. And Ian is like, oh, brainstorm. We'll make it look like we died. Mm-hmm. Um, this being one of those moments I think that is... Uh, also interesting because in the original script, Susan came up with the idea hmm. and they took Susan's smart moment away and gave it to Ian. I mean, of course they did. Cause why? Patriarchy. The patriarchy. <laughs> um, 
And so they put these skulls in the ground, and that's when we get the even the more intense. <laughs> I don't even want to call it wailing. We'll no. call it um, pitiful moaning. Yeah. Where I don't know if they're sad. I don't know if they're. They almost sound like drug-induced worship. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. And, you know, while all the cave people are bemoaning these four people that they didn't want to let go anyway, and slowly realizing that it's just skulls that they're surrounded by on fire sticks, our gang is hightailing it back to the TARDIS. Um, The doc obviously has to take that one moment to look back. Which I'm like, get the fuck in there. You're already the slowest one here. <laughs> yeah, And earlier, you're the reason why we're stuck here. Earlier in the episode, he's like, I can't run. I'm old. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so they get back in the TARDIS. The cave gang throws some spears and stands there in awe as we watch the TARDIS slowly disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, on the TARDIS, Barbara and Ian are in for a shock when they learn that the doctor can't operate the TARDIS Jesus. <laughs> and that they, he can't control where they're going next. So for all intents and purposes, they are fucked. Mm-hmm. They're There's... on this adventure for the long run. Yeah. Until they the... happen to land back in England in their timeline, which what are the chances? What are the odds? No. no. How is that ever going to even happen? Like what are the, what are the chances? Of all times and all places. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, and then when they land, we get a nice little cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. The doctor says, Susan, check the radiation while we all go take showers. Because <laughs> we're real dirty. Mm-hmm. Susan looks and she says, it's normal, grandfather. Mm-hmm. She walks away. And obviously, the second right. she walks away. Obviously. It really indicates to me maybe that they haven't been traveling for very long. Mm-hmm. Because she doesn't know that there's a delay on the radiation reader. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or, you know, plot. Plot twist. You know, because that hasn't been a, a leading factor <laughs> yeah. in the first yeah. this couple is, episodes. This isn't necessarily one of those great um, character-driven stories. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Hopefully it'll get that. better. <laughs> I know. I know whether it does or not. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I mean, the fact that it's been on for 60 years should probably tell you something. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It might not. (laughs) (laughs) Something that's kind of fascinating about the timing of this episode is that the Cuban Missile Crisis had actually happened about a year before. So the world is in this state of fearing nuclear disaster. Mm -hmm. And one of the discussions around this episode is... It's stated very early on, the doctor says, we've gone back in time. But what if they didn't go back in time? What if they went forward in time? Mm. And this was after a nuclear apocalypse. Yeah. And everyone was redu- Everyone during this time was so afraid that these bombs were going to drop and we were going to be reduced to these Paleolithic, Neolithic styles of living where we'd be cave people, that we'd lose access to the concept of technology, the concept of fire, the concept of the wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is an argument to be made here that maybe they went forward in time hmm. and this was a warning instead from the writers instead of a trying to be fancy and educational in terms of 
this is what cave people were like Mm -hmm. because there are so many discrepancies there's so many weird things Mm -hmm. that make it so that it's just a little Mm off-putting that i personally prefer the future time i guess that would also make sense why they didn't understand the concept of a friend because Mm -hmm. let's say if in nuclear warfare i guess everyone's for themselves and then boom Right. right, like you're not trying to kill me for the little things that I have. Yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, either way, it's still pretty stupid. Yeah, it's it doesn't it doesn't really work either way. I just prefer <laughs> the nuclear. Apocalypse. I mean, I feel like it makes more sense. Yeah, talking about it in the future because in the past it's just like wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. Either way, it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. now that we've gotten. The general synopsis out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want a more in-depth synopsis, there are other shows that go real into every beat of an episode. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not what we're here for because some of the beats are stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're going to go and do some TARDIS points. Okay. So these I need are more whiskey for this. Okay. So, um, we are going to rank the episode and give different components of the show TARDIS points. Mm -hmm. TARDIS generally standing for time and relative dimension in space. Mm -hmm. Um, For us, it's terrifically arbitrary rankings determined with intoxicated seriousness. Um, Because the points don't matter. Except that they do. So, what do you give the doctor? Huh. Well, I would give him about a 6.5. Ooh, that's low. How yeah. Come? Um, because I feel like, one, he wasn't really helpful <laughs> in a lot of the things. But I also appreciate that he was also like, let's get the fuck out of here. Like, let's do this, you know. Um, So that's why I'm saying like a 6.5 because it's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you definitely got us here. But you're also nosy fucking kids, right? Like Mm -hmm. coming on for this ride. But yeah, like at that point, I'd be like, yo, we're here. Like, this is what we're doing. Let's all just try to get out of this safely as we can. And if it is pretending to give these people fire or like try to help them get fire let's fucking do that right Let, let's try to figure out also you're a fucking doctor you should know that you can untie <laughs> your feet with but he's, your tied but he hand. admitted he admitted in this episode he's not a medical doctor so who knows what his doctor he's a doctor of yeah but at least he's educated enough to know that if your hands are tied in front of you what if he doesn't actually have a phd what if he's, I can call myself whatever I want. I can make you call me doctor. I can't make you do anything. I, that, I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. It's like, mm. There's no way. I can't even imagine <laughs> in what reality that would be true. But I can meet new people and convince them I was a doctor. Yeah, I guess. But still, I feel like... Eep. I mean, no. I, I, I can't argue against the fact that they should have all been able to untie themselves. Yeah. 
I just yeah for me it for me it the the scoring mostly just comes from the fact that like okay God is here somehow and at the same time though it's like you don't know how to run this thing so uh why are you even dabbling in this time travel if you don't know what the fuck you're doing and then you're not helpful when you get in these situations <laughs> so yeah yeah um I went a little higher mm-hmm I gave him an 8.5. Oh, damn. Um, because I, lo- <laughs> I love chaotic asshole doctor. <laughs> I'm always here for... <sighs> okay, so nerd alert. I should get like a... <laughs> yeah. um, do you know D&D alignments? Like for Dungeons and Dragons? No. Um, so it's like chaotic, true... Mm-hmm lawful good uh These neutral like and characteristics evil. on the sims yeah kind of like i could definitely make a sims character in terms of that um i'll i'll show you a graphic after that it's kind of an iconic thing and i'll probably reference it a lot okay um i like it when the doctor is chaotic mm-hmm. where he's just kind of causing trouble yeah um, and it may be helpful trouble, but it's just a little insane mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where he's either just being obstinate or, you know, let's brain the guy with the rock because that'll be the quickest way to get us out of the situation. It's not the smartest way to get us out of the situation, maybe, or maybe it is, but <laughs> it's definitely the quickest. Um, so I really like this aspect of the doctor where he's just a little nutso. He's kind of unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have to take off points for him being the asshole in the cave that was like, no, I'm not doing anything, Ian. <laughs> no, Ian. And then threw a hissy fit. Yeah, like he's just sit, like, get, get the, if you're gonna, if you're gonna have the cojones to like brain a guy with a rock, right? get out of the fucking cave. Right. Get out of the cave. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Huh? No, that that part irritated me. So he's getting points knocked off for that, um, but he gets to keep a lot of points for just being kind of an ass the whole time. Yeah. Just keep getting on their nerves. I love it. Yeah, he got on my nerves, hence 6.5. Sure. That's, <laughs> and I, I can't begrudge you that because if I didn't, if I didn't play games in a chaotic way, um, I probably wouldn't like him as much, but mm-hmm. he kind of, he played, he went through the episode the way that I would, that I try to encourage people to play games mm-hmm. where it should be the asshole. <laughs> say the thing no one wants you to say. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. See what happens. I would never do it in real life. I, I, I play, I play it safe in real life, but I love it when people don't. Um, so Susan, what are we going to give Susan? Hmm. Susan, the screaming is definitely a no-no for me. But then again, it's like the, all the female characters were screaming in mm-hmm. this episode. So I can't really ding her specifically for that. Absolutely, you can. Um, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> the points really don't matter. Susan, I mean, I think I I have to give her props for coming up with the skull and fire idea. I also have to give her props for 
being a decent dumb human being and helping the person that like is trying to kill you like that's look kindness is hard to come by but also you dumb dumb bitch (laughs) (laughs) so i she annoyed me less than the doctor so i would probably give her a seven you know actually an eight because i gave her props for the skull and the fire is that your final answer yeah wow i gave her a four oh shit Fuck this bitch. <laughs> I do not need her. I, look, she got a four. She got a four specifically for continuing this high pitched, intense, blow your eardrums out scream when she jumped on the back of that other actor at the mm-hmm. end of the first episode. Mm-hmm. Poor actor. I mean, like, he's not getting paid for that shit. Like, I get it. The UK has nationalized healthcare that's really great for him. He can get that eardrum healed up in a heartbeat. But, like, that's painful. Rude rude yeah but as rude. a director's cut so who's really rude here i mean they all are <laughs> i've already established the fact that i gave the doctor high points because he's rude this is a different kind of rude like the doctor's not inflicting pain he got he, he was stopped before he, was he ever got to, to kill someone <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he was never successful i might have not given him full points if uh, he'd actually killed someone but like Part of it is also that in the very fir- in the unearthly child first part of this story, Susan seemed kind of cool, and then she went immediately from even in the very beginning of this first episode, Sash, you know the cave of skulls. Mm-hmm. She seemed competent, and the doctor got kidnapped, and she was useless. They even, even as much as you want to give her points for coming up with, she didn't come up with the skull thing. The writers took that away from her. So technically in the scope of the story, she's just fucking around with fire, which is cute, but it's not useful. Mm -hmm. Ian ends up being the useful one. And like that pisses me off, Mm -hmm. but Susan is still just screamy. And it's disappointing. Yeah. For me, I don't really fault her for that. I fault the directors and the writers. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, and I'm not going to begrudge you that eight. I'm just going to pull it down with a four. (laughs) Because this is real fucking annoying. Okay. So the other screamtastic woman of the episode is Barbara. So she... She gets a two. Oh my, okay, wait, 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 wait. How does Barbara get a two and Susan gets an eight? Because she didn't do shit. All she did was go back and try to heal the person that murdered her, okay? <laughs> she did, She doesn't have any redeeming quality with trying to do anything remotely useful throughout that episode. Like, and... It took her so long to get up after she fell. (laughs) (laughs) She's getting points knocked out because she couldn't get back up. (laughs) And it's just like, Jesus Christ, woman. Like, at least Susan was like, okay, she, like, knows kind of how to read the radar machine. Like, she, okay, she, like, you know, did the skull thing, gave the idea, made it, whatever. But Barbara, like... You know, 
She kept her hair in an almost great dome, but like besides that, mm, didn't do it for me. I mean, she didn't do it for me either. I gave her a four. <laughs> I, she can tie it with Susan. I think they're about equally as useful in the story. You could merge them together and it wouldn't have <laughs> changed the story at all. Um, Barbara technically would have gotten a little higher for me because for the first episode at least, she did kind of remain composed mm-hmm. until we got into the jungle. And then mm-hmm. she started like flipping her lid and just <laughs> flipping the fuck out. But any point she would have gained, she fucking lost when she was like, oh my God, but he's human. We have to save him. No, bitch, you don't. Mm-mm, you're wrong, girl. You you're do wrong. not have... You do not have to be polite. You take your little kitten heels and you run, girl. You do not have to be polite to any man that makes you uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that man made me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And he made a lot of people uncomfortable. You do not have to be polite to him. Mm -hmm. You can take that to the bank and cash it. Yeah, yeah. No. Don't be polite to men that creep you out. Yeah, so uh, four. Totally a four. Mm -hmm. Now to Ian. Hmm. All right. How, How do I say this? So... (laughs) <laughs> Ian definitely gets some points for trying to compromise and trying to give them what they want, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he created fucking monsters. Because now it's like, you have this fire. You now learned about mob mentality. And you're running with it. <laughs> 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 so definitely not the smartest. Um, so I would give him... Four point five. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. 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 Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Four point five. Yeah. Because it's like good intentions, you know, but also you didn't really think this through because you're also dealing with people that kill each other. That's their go-to. Like, and sure. he even pointed out they don't know kindness. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, okay. They don't know kindness. Do you think that all of a sudden they're going to change however many years they've been existing on this earth where people are killing each other just because you were like, let's try to let's try to help him? Like, no. Sure. Yeah, I feel no. that. You're a pawn. Yeah, I gave him I gave him a seven. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember why. <laughs> Um, no, I gave him a seven because I think it um, takes a lot to not... I mean, he never really lost his composure mm-hmm. throughout the, the... The only time was when Barbara was like, I'm going to go save that human. And he was like, what the fuck are you on, woman? <laughs> um, it's the closest he got to losing his composure, which that's a pretty crazy event. The doctor loses his composure mm-hmm. in a couple of places. You know, he admits to being scared. And Ian, you know stiff upper lip and all that is our arguably our hero mm-hmm. this episode um and our villain Ooh, interesting mm-hmm. interesting um yeah because i don't see that i imagine i will after you tell me why but um <laughs> but the fact that he went toe-to-toe with the doctor a number of times mm-hmm. he had that male ego come out and be like 
who leader, me leader, Mm -hmm. you know, especially with it juxtaposed to that literally being what's going on with the cavemen Mm -hmm. is who's going to be leader, the one who can make fire and them fighting to the death over it. And then Ian and the doctor are over here arguing about who's going to be leader. And at the end, Ian goes, he's the leader, even though we all know that Ian is really like the doctor's almost like the coach and Ian's like the quarterback mm-hmm. where like the coach is really important, but the quarterback wins the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the quarterback is who everybody rallies around. Mm-hmm. He's really like, you know, spirit captain mm-hmm. and that spirit captain is really important. Um, and so he gets a lot of points for me for being that kind of quarterback spirit captain. Even the doctor's like, you know, we got to rely on you because you're, tough man strong guy Mm -hmm. um and there seems to be a level of respect that's earned there Mm -hmm. um but he got brought down three points because of there at the end he gets all holier than thou over these cave people and Mm -hmm. he's like let me bring you british government let me teach you how to be a civilization i will bring you civility right right and i am (laughs) never i wouldn't have been into any of them how ironic the british dude going into (laughs) very that it's very that it's and like so he got brought down points for me there because i just can't deal Mm -hmm. with him being like you're the tribe is stronger than one. Fuck off, dude. We all learned that in Survivor. Go away. <laughs> you know, you you facilitated teaching this tribe how to stone people. Like, mm-hmm. get the fuck out. So the end of it brings him down some points, but he gets enough points for me just from going toe to toe with the doctor in a in a <laughs> ironically civil way. Mm-hmm. Um, even if he brought a level of barbarism to the tribe at the end. Mm-hmm. So seven. Hmm. Okay. So now you're going to try and convince me that the bad guy, this episode is Ian and not Cal. Well, for me, Ian is more of the villain just because it's the whole idea of, giving someone the tools who already you have knowledge that it's not gonna go well yeah but ian doesn't think that ian thinks he's helping yeah he thinks he's helping but also like you have these two people fighting to the death for fire right like and then you're also seeing how It just turned, like, it turned, right? It just turned for the worse. So I think, for me, it's like, and he gave them, he, he like, gave them a scoop into mob mentality, which is, like, for me, it's like, you pushed them further along to be these really just, like... I don't think that he pushed them into mob mentality. I think the doctor did. The doctor was, like... Hey, watch this. And through the first stone. Yeah, but he was also like, uh, that was after he said, 
No, that was no, no, no. The tribe is stronger than Cal was after they ran him off. That's after they ran him off. Yeah, and so which is fair, you know. That's what democracy is. Yeah, I still think you know, and if you know me, I'm also not like the biggest. You know, I have I have my issues. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) but yeah, to me, it's just more of I. I think the villainous part comes from the fact that you don't. Like you're so caught up in in what you're trying to do, and in this case, there's this is like a prime example of like white saviordom, which sure. like you're trying to be this very well intentioned person, but like your intentions are not going to cut it because the consequences of what you did is much worse and is much more harmful. So to me, that's why I think that he's the villain in this case because he gave them a tool that they then not only used against him, but are going to use against other people, other tribes potentially. So in your argument, you can, the concept of the road to hell is paved with good intentions can make you the villain, Mm -hmm. even though you're trying your hardest to be a good guy. Mm -hmm. You still be the villain. What about Cal who's legitimately murdering women? I mean, yeah, he's definitely the villain, but like, but he's the villain in a very primal way. Okay. So if you had to pick one villain, who is the villain? Who is the villain of the story? Well, I think that in the long run, it's going to be Ian because Cal killed one older woman to get what he wanted. Cool. Right. Now he's dead. Now he's gone. Threat done. Right. But now Ian has created a monster. Ian fueled this monster and this monster now has this power and has people that are going to worship him for bringing this one thing, right? I've never considered Ian the bad guy in the story. I'm so... Like, Cal's done. Brain exploding. (laughs) Cal's done. He's dead. Threat is done. No, for sure. No, I totally see where you're coming from. I just don't know how to... (laughs) I don't know how you make Ian the bad guy. But no, I... I... Yeah. So as a bad guy in this story, on what do you give him on a scale of one to ten? And in this case, I will say I mean he's a good bad guy. That yeah. I'm not ever I don't wanna um steer us anywhere on points really Mm -hmm. ever, except I'll put this parameter in for the bad guys. Mm -hmm. That when we get down to the point where we want to rank bad guys the higher the score, the better the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we're looking at in terms of villainy. Mm-hmm. I think this is, Ian is more like, he reaches the level of puppet master to where he just moved all the pieces, right? Mm-hmm. The master chess player, he moved the pieces. He put everything in order for other people to make these moves. So what do you give him? Score. I think that's pretty genius. So I would probably give him an eight point five. Holy macaroni! Eight point five nine. You have to you you have to pick one. Okay, eight point seven. Okay. I cannot believe I'm writing down Ian's name right now. <laughs> I'm having a hard time, guys. I'm really struggling. Um, because now I have to make the decision. Fuck! 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 I have to make the decision on whether I'm gonna rank Ian or Cal.
but I think I have to go with Cal because I don't see how I can rank Ian without throwing the rest of them in with it. Mm-hmm. Because they're all guilty by association even you know the doctor is facilitating it barbara facilitates it susan's fucking useless she's over in the corner putting a skull on a fucking torch <laughs> like she's a she, she, we'll leave her out of this <laughs> but so i don't disagree with your assessment of ian mm-hmm. It's definitely, I'm really looking forward to this category for the rest of these episodes now because I never thought you were going to come out with Ian. Um, But I think I have to go with Cal. If only because he was who the writers intended Mm -hmm. to be the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Um, And because he murdered an old lady Mm -hmm. who was just trying to help. Arguably, Even though she's at argue- the end of her life. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, but she she still shouldn't have died. <laughs> she, she was trying to free our people and like <laughs> let them go. <laughs> and she, she got murdered for nothing. For snitching. <laughs> she wasn't even snitching. She was just letting people go. <laughs> They were being detained. They were being told them. No, no, no. They ranch. Her and Za ran with them. She didn't tell the full story. No, 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 no. You know what? She was freeing people, being held without probable cause. (laughs) Don't law me. I think I got change my opinion. I think I got that right. The probable cause is they were strangers to this land. That's not fucking probable cause. Can you imagine? That's what we're mad about the U.S. for. I mean, in this case, it's the colonizers, so. (laughs) Fuck. Fuck, man. I'm almost, yeah, okay. So, Cal, look, I'm okay with you giving Ian the 8.7 because in your assessment i think it's really strong especially because i was going to give cal a two (laughs) because i think he's a shitty villain he's a really awful villain and i think that reframing the story with you know the quote-unquote hero um being the bad guy is really fascinating um so I'm gonna let you ride with that 8.7. I'm gonna give Cal a two because fuck him, he was stupid. Yeah, he was. He was terrible. Yeah, he was terrible. Terrible fucking villain. Um. So story as a whole, first whole story. What are you gonna give it? Mm, I'm trying to separate just the shitty quality. No, no, no. It all goes together. <laughs> okay. The whole thing. Um, Whether you like the shit or not. I think a six. Because it for me, it was just very painful to see, like, the women just being... Well, actually, honestly, the most painful thing was me watching her just continuously be shut down in this entire thing. Her as in the name her. Her as in the name her. Yeah, I wanted her to be the leader. Yeah. Fuck all of them. She, she should have been the leader. She had, like, the most common sense showed some compassion where it was needed compassion right and they really just shot her mm-hmm. down every single time and it was like you don't talk the men talk and it's like fuck you but it also showed like you know 
who who are the real like players here it's the yeah. women because the women are planting like she planted these seeds and she was like telling Zah like yeah like do this do this mm-hmm. you know blah 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 it reminds me of um did you ever watch my big fat greek wedding mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where um mom says the men might be the head of the family but the women are the neck on which it turns mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. really reminded me of that i remember the yeah. first time i watched this i was like why the fuck like why the fuck are we just letting her be she could probably make fire mm-hmm. let her mm-hmm. try make fire because she's the thinker here yeah yeah, yeah. Her, so that that part really annoyed me also just the terrible like, again the, the fucking ropes and just being <laughs> that that just stood out to me to be the fucking worst and then just the perpetual hysterical screaming yeah. and then the fuck yeah fucking patriarchy <laughs> yeah that's why i give it a six and then it was just just the other part that annoyed me that i didn't talk mention is the fact at the end when um they all threw the spears <laughs> and like the spears like disappear and then like the TARDIS disappears and then you finally see the spears landing <laughs> that was just horrible for me uh, I love it <laughs> I think it's so great it would have been even better if you would like watch the spears come in like on fishing line yeah just, just that slow yeah just descent. that slow yeah that's look I'm gonna tell you here in the beginning of all things for Doctor Who that's the, that's the shit I live for <laughs> just the horrifically like the shit that we could make in your backyard oh for sure that's what I want yeah you, they will get more points from me for having the worst special effects and then we'll get to the point where i'll also give points for a really amazing special effects mm-hmm. but i love the shit i love the chaos i love the shit oh yeah and it was real it. slow Sick. i'm actually really surprised that you gave it a six because i I'm going to be honest. And my perception going into this adventure through space and time Mm -hmm. was that I was always going to be rating stories higher than you. Mm -hmm. And I'm giving this fucking bullshit a four. Oh shit. (laughs) Fuck this story. I like, it's one of those things when you told me you hadn't watched it, (laughs) that you hadn't had time that it just like, it just hadn't, didn't work this week. And that I was going to have to watch it again. Because I watched it this morning. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, I had just watched it. And I was like, I'm going to have to listen to these assholes moaning all <laughs> over again. And, like, there are some stories that I'm happy... Some terrible stories mm-hmm. I'm going to be happy to watch mm-hmm. over again. Because they're terrible. This one's just so mediocre. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not bad enough to be good bad. Mm-hmm. It's not like watching 60s Batman. That's yeah. just terrible yeah that it's fun this is just i get it you can't use prepositions consistently i i I need this to keep like like nothing was happening Mm -hmm. there are other stories where things aren't really happening but it's a conversation like whatever but it was just inane and i really struggled with her um, specifically because why the fuck did you think you gave everybody else a name? Mm-hmm. Why did you have to give her a pronoun? Mm-hmm. Like, it made it very difficult. Her, the, because it took me a while to figure out that they were actually talking, that that was a uh, person's name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that makes it difficult to follow. Mm-hmm. And the caveman speech was difficult to follow. And the screaming over the dialogue made it difficult to follow. And I've watched this story four times 
in my life. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm going to have to say that unless I'm doing something like this again, I'm going to skip it. (laughs) I'm going to watch the very first episode and I'm going to skip this one Mm -hmm. because it's just not very good. Um, Even with the con, like the idea that maybe it's in the future, which makes it a little bit more exciting, but Mm -hmm. still it's just not very fun. Yeah. So I give it a four. Hmm. Interesting. Fuck it. Um, that being said, <laughs> was this story neat? Absolutely not. No. I need a lot of chaser. God, no. A lot of mixer. God, this was not a neat story. I will never watch, I don't ever want to watch it again. I don't ever want to watch it again. Hell no. Yeah, I'm going to throw it out. I'm going to give it to the next door neighbor. Like, mm-hmm, no. Mm-hmm, we give it to the mm-hmm. downstairs neighbor that like plays their music too loud at like 1130 on like a Tuesday night when I have to go to work the next morning, Mm-mm. they can have this story. Because <laughs> it's just, it's difficult. Yeah. It this is. is not one I read. I hate that this show starts with this, this story. Yeah. Because I was afraid I was going to, I was really afraid I was going to lose you mm-hmm. with this story first. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a couple of, of other ones that are going to be kind of like tedious or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, this one was hard. Yeah, at least at those points, you're starting to get into the characters. Mm -hmm. This one, so much stuff is plot-driven. You're not Mm -hmm. really getting a lot of character stuff because you get stuff with Ian, and that's really great. And Mm -hmm. you're getting some character stuff with the Doctor, and that's really great. Mm -hmm. But, like, I wanted more from from Barbara and Susan. Mm -hmm. And I wanted, you know, I think you get the most character from her. Mm -hmm. And that's shitty because she's gone now. Mm -hmm. Bye. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of inconsequential in the first place. She mm-hmm. was to drive the plot for it, to make everybody else do what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. So no, fuck it. Yeah. Throw it in the trash. Terrible. I'm done with it. We don't even need to finish the bottle. Nope. That's it. All right. Well, on that note, Jesus Christ, what a shit, <laughs> shit story. So on that note, um, we are going to close out for now. The next story is the Daleks. Um, Mm. Do you know what a Dalek is, Jen? No. What is that? I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) Spoilers. Oh, Lord. Okay. Here we go. I mean, the landscape doesn't look too promising, so... Oh, no. It definitely doesn't. The title (laughs) is called The Dead Planet. Yeah. And, again, this one doesn't have a, a story name, but... Um, if you don't call it the Daleks, like, fuck you. Like, that's just what it is. <laughs> um, it should be fun. I'm and by that, I mean real it. slow. But, oh, like, it'll still be fun. Fuck. They're going to be real slow for a while. <sighs> but I think that, but this one has a lot for us to talk about. Okay. There are some real big connotations in this one that I think are going to be interesting. Okay. Um, All right. Let's see. So, Let's see. Yeah, so for this week, um, I'm going to say toodles. Bye. Hey, all. Diana here. One last thing. If you want to catch us for another jam, subscribe to get Doctor Who on the Rocks as soon as it's released. And if you think we're neat, rate and review. Check us out at on the rocks pod all underscored on Instagram or shoot us an email at 
mediaontherockspod at gmail.com with comments, whiskey recommendations, or just for a chat. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to the next glass.